How to Quiet Your Mind to Live an Extraordinary Life with the author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life, Matthew Ferry on episode number 153 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. That you're not the ruler of the universe, that you don't know how life should be, and that in fact your opinion is the source of your suffering. Hi, Vincent Puglisi here from Total Life Freedom, helping you take control of your time, your money, and your work to achieve your ultimate freedom. Dr. Brad Miller is here on the Beyond the Adversity podcast, helping you to navigate adverse life events and come out victorious. Hello, good people, and welcome to Beyond Adversity. This is a podcast where we help you to navigate adverse conditions in your life and to emerge to a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose, get through a depressing episode, to move through a divorce or some relationship disaster. Perhaps it's dealing with a disease in your life or maybe a crushing debt or even a death in the family. We have lots of episodes at drbradmiller.com talking to doctors and clinicians and authors and people who have uh, overcome uh, uh, debilitating debt and death-defying situations. They are here to be helpful to you. You can head on over to drbradmiller.com, get a free gift there, and also to experience lots of great insight into your life. We have that going for us here today as we have Matthew Ferry with us, the author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. Today we're going to talk about your mind and mine. How the mind, the, the tapes we play, the, the conversations in our mind can put us in a ditch if we allow it to. It can stop us in our tracks if we allow it to. But what we want to find is peace of mind. And peace of mind, which can then lead to an extraordinary life. But it means to assemble and to quiet our mind and to order our mind in such a way that we can do just that. Matthew Ferry is the creator of the Rapid Enlightenment Process. He is a spiritual teacher. He is a best-selling author. He has a podcast called Daily Enlightenment with Matthew Ferry. And he's the author of the uh, Quiet Mind Epic Life, which we're going to be talking to with him about here today. The whole premise is here is to create an epic life we have to quiet our mind and to deal with the negativity and the unwanted chatter which can be in our mind. Matthew Ferry has been a coaching thousands of top performers for 26 years. He has books and audios and seminars, and he uses a met his methodologies help people to achieve happiness and success in life. He is, has a, his blog at MatthewFerry.com. And he has the mastermind groups and uh, other aspects of the world of self-help and spirituality, which he can be helpful to you. We had a fascinating conversation here today about how we can assemble the right processes and people and implement them to quiet our mind to have success in our life. And that's really a great premise here of what the Beyond Adversity pro uh, podcast is all about to move through adverse conditions, even in our mind, to achieve peace of mind. 
So our guest today on Beyond Adversity is Matthew Ferry. He blogs at MatthewFerry.com. Let's get into that conversation right now. Matthew, welcome to Beyond Adversity. I am excited to be here. I hope we can make a difference for our listeners today. Well, I know that you can, and our conversation's already indicated you've got some great uh, uh, content on MatthewFerry.com, and your books are all going to be helpful. It's all about quieting your mind, but I think in your life, uh, maybe you've had times when your mind wasn't so quiet. So tell us what about, about some of the things you had to face in your life in order to come to the place of sharing some of the good things with our audience. I think it all it all began for me at around nine years old, and I was having some pretty intense experiences uh, where I felt like I was leaving my body. And in doing so, um, there was this peace and this joy and unity and oneness that was so incredible and overwhelming. And I didn't know what it was, but each time uh, it stopped happening, it was it was so incredibly disheartening. And I spent most of my childhood, my youth, and, and into my 20s, really searching for that feeling again. And, and uh, like most people, uh, I tried drugs, and that didn't work. Uh, I had uh, sex, and that didn't work. And uh, then I tried to be, uh, like, adored and loved. I was trying to be a rock star when I was a kid, and that didn't work either. Uh, then, I, then I got into the business world and uh, really got on the success train and thought, hmm, this success this is really the ticket, but I was extremely successful very early on in my uh, 20s. You know, I was um, doing very well financially and professionally, and yet my mind was still filled with um, anger and resentment and self-doubt and um, why isn't the world listening to me and doing what I wanted to do? Uh, you know, just all kinds of negative thoughts, and there had always been this pull, this draw to figure out how do I get, how do I rise above all of these negative thoughts in my mind? And, uh, and ultimately it has become my life's work. And through coaching tens of thousands of people through the process, I actually have come up with a systematic way of doing it now. Well, that's awesome. We, you know, part of what we want to learn today is a little bit about your systematic way of doing that. And Part of your system, I take it from your uh, looking through your website and getting to know you a little bit, is uh, you got to break some patterns. You've got to move out of what you're doing and to break some patterns by taking some action. And helps a little bit of part of your process. What are some uh, action-taking moments or bolt actions that we can take to start to break out of that place we're at to come to a better place, a quiet mind? I think uh, the, some of the most important things you can do it will be, one, to embrace negativity as the road to positivity. And most of us um, coming from uh, more new age or uh, popular um, you know, positive thinking movement, we, we're, we fear negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. uh, when in fact your negative thoughts are just your survival system, your, they're your biology doing its job. And if you resist it, it does it more. And if you make it wrong, it does it more. And so what I found is that going into a state of total and complete acceptance of our negative thoughts and recognizing it as our biology really, really helps. And that's very bold. Most people, um, especially if they're listening to your podcast or reading 
reading my books or things like that, you know, they're going to be indoctrinated towards we got to be positive and being negative is bad. And actually being negative is phenomenal. It's it, it's been the single most important thing that that has led to the survivability of human beings. But in the end, we have to honor, appreciate and accept our negative thinking. And then I think one adding in one more bold action would be to accept the worst case scenario of our thinking because our mind is, uh, I call my mind the drunk monkey. And the drunk monkey is phenomenal at pretending that it's psychic and that it can predict the future. <laughs> so really addressing the negative futures that the drunk monkey is, is projecting, going all the way down to those really terrible outcomes and then saying, all right, if this happens, what's my plan? And if you'll create a plan to deal with the worst, boom, all of a sudden the mind stops catastrophizing and you begin to experience so much more peace. You know, and that having that plan seems like a vital part of it. When you mentioned about the drunk monkey, I saw that in your website. It reminded me of Seth Godin's uh, teaching about the lizard mind, about the uh, about how we can you know take things and just go off on a tangent and go to these dark, deep, dark places. And if we use that in a different sort of way, if we get stuck there, that's one thing. But if we can use that and motivate us to a better place, that's it. That's taking bold action. And you got to have that plan to do that. And that's what your book helps us uh, to do. In terms of the process that you use, you use a lot of techniques and things like that to help us to quiet our mind. What role, if any, does connecting somehow beyond ourselves to some sort of a a higher purpose or a greater good or something beyond ourselves, spiritual, meditative, anything like that. How do, what part do they play in your process? I think it's incredibly important. Um, as you become more connected to your spiritual self, uh, whether that be through some sort of religious process or uh, a faith-based process, or maybe it's just your own inner investigation, you're reaching for a new context, a context that, that ultimately says that all is well, all is perfect. Enlightenment it, itself, I define it as the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything, that we're all one thing, essentially, expressing itself with infinite variety. And if you are a little more science-minded, then you would just look at science. Science has very likely discovered the presence of quote unquote God. There's a background field of energy and information that all things are an expression of. There are at this moment, I think about 36 particles that we've discovered that are self assembling into every single thing in the entire universe, that there is an omnipresent background field of energy and information that out of that, there is a self assembling into all things that we are, that you are, that I experience, you experience, that everything is. And as you step all the way back and get connected to that unifying idea that we're all basically this same thing expressing itself, there's a, there's a peace. The adversity that you're experiencing in that moment actually starts to take a different shape. And you begin to say, oh, the adversity is also this one thing expressing itself. And, and my resistance to it is this one thing. I think that you connecting to a 
a broader context, and really that's spirituality is about broadening out the context, becoming more aware of, of what's happening in your life and in your world. As you do that, adversity becomes uh, much more graceful and effortless. And part of the process then here is how do we, you know, make those connections between that, which you speak of there and that dark place that some of us go to. And what do you think are some of the ways? I don't know if some, I think all of us go to those dark places. Well, not some yes. Of us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. In. You know, we, we all go to those dark places, but some of us stay stuck there and some of us find a way out. And I believe that connect to that higher power is one of the ways to do in that. And, and uh, what do you think are some of the methodologies? What are some of the processes that people can do to start to make that connection between that, that higher plane and bridging the gap to those dark places? I think there, you know, I talk about it uh, in my book, and then I also have a free app for people to download, which is just my name, Matthew Ferry. And in that, I have 23 daily practices uh, that they can take on, uh, you know, either 23 days in a row or, you know, in whatever whatever feels good to you. But the, some of those practices, for example, are are to admit that you're not the ruler of the universe, that you don't know how life should be. And that, in fact, your opinion is the source of your suffering. That if you step back and acknowledge, oh, wow, I have this opinion because I'm trying to survive in a non-survival situation. I'm trying to be right and be important so that I can get preferred treatment. And none of that is actually valid or necessary. If you can begin to recognize that your mind is not your friend. <laughs> your mind doesn't care about you. Nobody else calls you fat and stupid. If they did, they wouldn't be your friend. Right. If you right. let your mind treat you badly on a regular basis and you relate to your mind like it is um, a, a source of true information uh, and all science points to that the, 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 the mind cannot be relied upon for anything true or factual whatsoever. So starting to starting to relate to the mind in a different way will help to get us connected to this idea that we are this process of, of human emerging and we're trying to have an incredible experience in the process and we have all this old, outdated information that comes in with us that makes us think that we should try to survive in these non-survival situations. And so I know I'm rambling just a little bit, but I'm trying to, I'm, I'm clumping a whole bunch of things together. Well, that's all. What, what I'm looking for really is processes and relationships that are important because, you know, the, the nature of your book says the quiet mind. And if you quiet your mind, that can lead us to a place of enlightened prosperity, you say, but mm -hmm. I want us to get to that connection, the process there. And I believe uh, one of those pro part of that process is, is I call it the fuel of getting through adversity is relationships and how relationships can help us to start to bridge those gaps and to, you know, help us to uh, uh, find our way. So tell us what about the power or purpose of loving, but also accountable relationships in helping us to process things because left of our own accord, as you say, we can go to all kinds of places. Our mind can take us all kinds of places. I would say that generally the people in our life are going to cause our mind to talk. Uh, and it's, in, it's imperative uh, if you have a, a commitment to being at peace, it's imperative to assess 
the not only your own behavior, but the behavior of the people in your life, and then your relationship to their behavior. Because people can behave however they want, but if you have an opinion about it, if you're declaring their way is wrong and my way is right, it'll cause you to uh, create conflict and strife. It'll cause you to have inner turmoil and, and your mind will talk. Finding those relationships where there is a, a mutual agreement to hold each other accountable to operate in a, an effective, cohesive, loving, um, uh, flexible fashion. Uh, finding those relationships is so important and it'll make such a big difference. I mean, in my world, I assemble those people and uh, I specifically um, have designed my business around giving people an opportunity to come together with other like-minded folks, people who are really committed to being at peace and also really committed to living an amazing life. And that, that's, a, that's an interesting combination of things. But I think relationships are, are fundamentally going to either disrupt you, disturb you, which will get your mind talking and, and create anxieties and whatnot, or they will empower you. Typically, they will, they're going to empower you through um, confrontation and accountability, two things that are really, really valuable in a truly loving relationship. And if they're done well, done lovingly, it makes all the difference in the world. And it also could help us to uh, confront or relate to or uh, perhaps to disengage from toxic relationships or relationships that take us to those bad places. And uh, fascinating and, stuff. And to- I'd like to say this little idea about that, though, is that um, typically we don't like in other people what is unresolved in us. Hmm. And, uh, and we're never really ever dealing with the other person. So while people absolutely behave in ways that are degrading, that's indisputable. We get degraded by our opinion about it more than we are degraded by their behavior. And mm. so doing the inner work to assess your, your own uh, relationship to being a victim, to holding grudges, to uh, being an um, angry, hate-filled person, like doing your own inner work to resolve those things actually op- broadens the possibility of the people that you can hang out with because uh, you're, you're no longer resisting in them what is actually in you. It's pretty in handy. Doing your own inner work is where we take personal responsibility for our mind and for our behavior and for uh, quieting the mind and being purposeful in that. And you've got lots of tools and lots of helpful things on your site and your book, Quiet Mind. Let's talk just a little bit more, uh, Matthew, about some of these habits, disciplines, processes. You mentioned your your app with the 23 uh, uh, lessons. Uh, tell us more about uh, what we can find on your website and the resources that you have to offer that can help us gain some discipline. And then maybe take it a step further. Tell us about a person or a situation that is used what you have uh, your teachings and been been helpful to them. Example of of um, someone who had been in a pretty adverse situation. He he and his wife were were separating, and he got a, a piece of third party information that she was uh, had been potentially cheating on him during that uh, during during their marriage. And as they were going through their divorce process, he was very committed to um, 
being at peace, being fair, being logical, being reasonable. But this piece of information came in and it triggered him into hostility. And instead, he practiced total and complete acceptance of his ex and whoever this potential, um, you know, uh, uh, offender was. And he, he really stead, stood back and said, okay, if I put myself in her shoes and I just try to understand it from her perspective, then it helps me to realize that all she was trying to do was to feel good. She was just trying to be happy. And it was so clear that it, she was not happy in our relationship. We're getting, that's why we're getting divorced. And as he took on that, that position of understanding, appreciation, compassion, curiosity, instead of um, arrogance, righteousness, attack, anger, as he addressed the situation using enlightened perspectives, it, it enabled him to communicate with her in a fashion that allowed them to steer their divorce process in a way that uh, ended well and and didn't end in hostility and destruction. Mm. And how rare is that to have a separation that happens without hostility and destruction? And very rare. And that's uh, something that we can use here. So, what are folks going to find when they come to your website and to your books? What are they going to find that's going to be helpful to them that they can apply to their life? I think they're going to find tools that will help their mind to go quiet so that they aren't stressed and, and feeling worry and doubt. And, and suddenly they're going to be opened up to the idea of being creative and, and having their resourcefulness and their empowerment and, and enthusiasm naturally just emote out of them. Uh, and those tools that I have is I, I have a great blog for people to uh, dive in and I, you know, I sort of share everything. I also have a podcast uh, that they can check out, which is uh, The Daily Enlightenment with uh, Matthew Ferry. And then I have a book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And if they go to Amazon, they can uh, uh, buy my book or download my book. Uh, but I also, in my free uh, app on, on all the app stores, I also give away the first six chapters of my book as my gift and take people through 23 processes that they can implement now to get their minds to go quiet so they can start living an epic life. Lots of great tools here. And we certainly do live in a time when lots of epic distractions and pressures are in our world right now. And many people are finding themselves kind of in a bad place or stuck and they need tools. They need resources. And we thank you for what you provide here. And you, and the result hopefully is, what you call enlightened prosperity. And I love that terminology. And also I love the fact you talk about breaking out the status quo because so many of us find ourselves just stuck, you know, in that status quo. So great resources we can find at uh, matthewferry.com. Our guest today, and we thank you very much, is Matthew Ferry, the author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. Thank you for being our guest today on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. So thankful to Matthew Ferry for joining us today on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. The word, the takeaway word I want to give for you today that I believe he shared with us is the word assemble. How you can in your life, if you choose to, can assemble the right processes, the right people, the right uh, situation, the, the right attitude in order to 
have a quiet mind in order to let your mind work with you in an integrated fashion to be empowered by it and not to be debilitated by it. He talked about uh, over 20 uh, processes and practices that he has on his app and on his website, MatthewFerry.com, that can help you to assemble the people and the processes to achieve peace of mind. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Head on over to his website, MatthewFerry.com, and you can find out all about it. You can head to our website, DrBradMiller.com, and you can find lots of other people to speak into your life through the over 150 episodes of the podcast that we have. And they deal with every aspect of adversity. Every aspect of adversity, including having uh, going getting through depression or divorce or a disease or debt or death, any of those things, and to have a process then. Our process we call it the ACTS plan. The A is for taking action. The C in the word ACTS is to connect with a higher power. The T in the word uh, ACTS is to think about discipline. And the S in the word ACTS is to serve others with love. You can do that. We're here to be helpful. Go to drbradmiller.com, pick up your free gift, and to learn from many people. Our guest today was just one of many people who can be helpful to you as we all look to go beyond adversity. Here's what I believe, everybody. It's about making a promise. You have to promise yourself that you want to change, that you want to get through the adverse event. You really do. And to promise yourself that you are worth it and you are of value and that you can do this. Because it's about making a promise and keeping a promise because there's a power in the promise kept. That's our, that's our vow to help you do just that. I'm here to be helpful to you, Dr. Brad Miller at drbradmiller.com on the Beyond Adversity podcast. So until next time, good people, remember to always do all the good that you can.